Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Quiet, please. In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. It's the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. What can I do? I'm on my grind. And Sherry. Oh, this party just got a little better. And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Yeah, nice to have everyone with us. We are here, entire crew. Of the Bob and Sherry Show. Everybody doing okay yeah. right now? Everybody? Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. All right. All right. All right. I saw the saddest sight yesterday. It was um, shortly after uh, we were off the air. For some reason, Mary and I forgot to go, both of us forgot to go to the grocery store and get anything. And I go almost every day, but I, I don't know. Something was going on. I was busy. I did not go. She did not go. And we hadn't been in a couple of days, and there was nothing to eat. I got up, and my usual frozen burrito or, or you know, English muffin, nothing there. And I went, oh, God, I'm not going to have anything to eat. And I started scrounging for stuff, looking in the freezer. Where's the frozen bur- Oh, that's right. Madison was here, and she ate the frozen burrito. Nothing. I turned around because I was still working in my sunroom studio. I turned around and there was my wife with the pan- in the kitchen with the both doors to the pantry open, just staring, staring into the pantry. And I knew <laughs> there's nothing in there. And she, she was doing that, that whole telepathy thing. Like if I stare long enough or hard enough, peanut butter will arrive, you know? Have you ever done that with even with a refrigerator? There's there's stuff in there, but do you really want a, a you know a four day old half a sandwich? Probably here's not. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <clears throat> the mind says, "Open the refrigerator." I look, nothing. I close it. I go over to the pantry. I open that, and there's nothing there. Well, if I close the pantry for some reason, if I go back to the refrigerator and I open yes. it again. There's going to be something in there that wasn't there when I looked. And when that doesn't work, I swear, I close it. I go back to the pantry again. I go back and forth thinking that something's going to materialize. (laughs) Pull the drawers out two or three times. I don't know. I'm always hopeful. I'm always hopeful. You're at at your most (laughs) pathetic when you've done that four times and then you go, all right, I got to go shelf by shelf. Maybe I'm missing something. I got to get the creamers out of the way. Maybe there's an (laughs) apple back there that's not too funky. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. I just, I I don't know why. Do any of you shop for like the week, 
My mother used to shop for the week. Of course, we only had one car. She Poor thing she had to. But I don't shop for the week. I shop every day or two. Years oh, ago, I used to. No. Years ago, no. I used to, but no. Uh, the people at the no. grocery store said to me, one of the uh, clerks at the grocery store said to me, after seeing me many days in a row, you know you can buy it all at once if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Which means to me, they're, they're used you to look like a dumbass. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> and somehow... They didn't seem to worry that I would be offended if they were to say such a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's used to that. He's obviously used to this sort of conversation and treatment. Uh, I don't know. I just, um, I don't know why I can't it, buy for the week. I should. It was easier for me. It was easier for me because I, I cook all the food here. So it's easier right. for me when I was working away from home. The last thing mm-hmm. I would do before I would lease Budweiser's, I'd call Carla and I'd say, "What do you want for dinner?" Right. I don't know. What, you know, we have that whole conversation, that and then thing, on the yeah. way home, on the way home, I would pull into the grocery store and get the stuff. But see, now when I say that, that means I've got to. It's different. Stopping by the grocery store is different than going yeah. to the grocery store and coming back. I mean, it's not. It's not that much further, but it's the idea of it. I, I, I liked it better when I knew I would be passing the grocery store. What know. do you want to eat? What do you want to eat is the most troubling <sighs> expression outside of I want a divorce that couples look at. I swear to God, after a while, it's just like, I don't know. And then I'll suggest something like, boy, you know, maybe I'm going to splurge with boiled shrimp. And she'll go, oh, no, you never devein it. You know what you're eating? That's just, I mean, there's, and she doesn't eat the pasta whole thing. And it's just like, ah. I get accused all the time of being an ingredient mom as though that were some sort of a crime. Oh, let me get on my knees and beg your forgiveness that we have ingredients in our home with which you can make a meal. Okay. But the other night, and I've been trying because poor Kevin, he's on the injured list. He's in the blue tent, as we say, and he can't take care of himself. So his days are so monotonous that I try to like Mm -hmm. give him yummy things to eat so that he has something to look forward to. Well, nice. I, you know, I, I told you guys yesterday that I took a header and hurt myself and ended up having yeah. to go see the book learning doctor, Dr. Tim. Mm-hmm. And I got home mm-hmm. so late from that appointment that um, for dinner, I gave him three frozen egg rolls. I did. I did heat them up first <laughs> and some gum. And I was like, here you go. <laughs> you flip one at him like he's a seal. <laughs> there you are. And th- and then I came back over and said to him, can I get you anything else, honey? Are you ready for the check? <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Today will be better, though, because my sister wife made homemade soup and brought it over. So today oh. he will not be getting three <laughs> frozen good. egg rolls and a stick of dentine. It's Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. You can win yourself a Me Party box. And what is that? Well, during Love Month at BobandSherry.com, get yourself some vanilla chocolate chip scones from the scone goddess. We love her so much. And a Maine Needham's sampler pack. Most delicious candies I have ever had. And more. Tom Cruise's daughter with Katie Holmes, Surrey, you know, she's 17 now. 
Mm-hmm. You saw that little girl that you used to see in paparazzi pictures yes. is 17 yeah. years yeah. old. And um, Tom has no relationship with um, Surrey because <sighs> of Scientology. Now, Tom Cruise is, he has no part in her life. Now, Tom Cruise is one of the world's biggest movie stars. Love him, hate him, you know, uh, indifferent. He's one of the world's biggest movie stars. And somehow, uh, and, I, and I feel like this is exactly the sort of thing that, at least in American culture, people have strong feelings about. Like, child abandonment is something that we, we seem to have strong feelings about. And yet, somehow, mm-hmm. one of the world's biggest movie stars is the second in command of an enormous global cult and has no relationship with his daughter because of that cult. And no one ever talks about it. It's like, You're right. all right, you get a pass. You get a pass. It's, right. it's even more mysterious than the complete lack of any attention to the halftime show of the Super Bowl before it actually happened with poor Usher. Um, can you think of when you step back from this, can you really believe that, that that's a thing that has happened now for 17 years? I know once in a while, you know, I'll see like a picture of her with her mother on the cover of people magazine or whatever. And I'll go, Oh, that's right. Now what's the deal with her and her father? I think that he gets, it's not really a pass. I think people are confused. Because Katie Holmes has not really been a big blabbermouth, has she? About she hasn't the said Scientology a word. thing. She hasn't, hasn't said, said a, word. a word. Right. You'll see some things that, uh, you know, like in one of the tabloids, uh, Surrey has not seen her father in 10 years or, or whatever. So you kind of get a little spark on that. I think it's just so murky. That whole Scientology thing with Tom Cruise is so murky and, and closed down that it actually has shrouded itself in mystery and people just don't aren't willing to dig enough because well, we all I have did lives. Some digging. I did some digging and the last photo that uh, was seen of Tom Cruise with his daughter was in 2012 when they were photographed at Disneyland. Um, that was the year that the divorce between Tom and Katie was finalized. And um Basically, people close to the situation say that he has little to no um, involvement in her life at all. Uh, because You're you right. know, if, Katie, if it was, Katie was declared a suppressive person by Scientology and served yeah. by extension. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're right. If it were somebody that was in your social circle, you know, say it, you've got a girlfriend and she, you know, had a daughter with a guy and they're divorced. And you found out that he was not having anything to do with his daughter at all. He would be shamed. Absolutely well, shamed. I, what kind of a man wouldn't you know at least, you know, give a call once a week, at least take her on vacation, something. Well, I, I wake up in a world every day with headlines in my newsfeed like, what has Jennifer Aniston done to her face? Um, it's called the passage of time. How come we never really talk about how, you know, America's Hollywood golden boy basically like abandoned his kid? Like what? It's just, it's just curious to me. That's all. And who knows, right? Who knows? Maybe, maybe Xenu is the way and, and we're all, you know, ignorant sheep. I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating how some public figures are scrutinized so closely and other 
public figures. It's like we all collectively agree to give a pass. It, that's yeah. all. It's just fascinating. Yeah. And now I will tell you something funny that I saw. So apparently some people tried to break into Jada Pinkett Smith's home. And here's the tweet. They left when she started telling them more things about her marriage to Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate burglar alarm system. So there you go. Little, little Hollywood roundup for you. We got morons yeah. in the news coming up next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the news is sponsored by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With morons in the news. I think just about everybody has seen Crocodile Dundee, either in the theater or on the TV. And there's that one famous scene where he leaves Australia, you know, he's dressed like Crocodile Dundee, and he comes to New York City. And he goes to kind of a dicey, dodgy part of the city, and a guy is going to assault him or rob him. And he's got him at knife point, and this is what happens. Knife. That's a knife. And he brings out this great big knife, and the guy runs off. This is a real-life version of that. Tacoma, Washington police responded to the Selena One Market, which is a convenience store. They said there's a robbery going on. Nafe Quatim, who owns the Selena One Market, said the suspect pointed a knife at him and said, listen, this is a holdup. The suspect allegedly demanded Quentin to open the till and give him the money. The owner said, I don't think so, buddy, and pulled a giant machete from underneath the counter. The owner said the robber was so knocked away he fell backward, and he held the suspect with the machete on the floor, waiting for the police to arrive. I just wanted to scare him. I don't want to hurt him. His wife came into the store, the owner's wife, and said she was scared for the suspect. She got between her husband and the suspect, giving the suspect a chance to flee. He was lucky my wife pushed me away. Officers identified the suspect through witness interviews, and they have arrested him. What is the likelihood that you come in with a knife to hold the guy up and all of a sudden you fall over backward because the dude has a machete? That, that is the power of a machete. I think it's even more threatening than a gun in some ways. Oh, yeah. You're extra psycho if you're coming at somebody with a machete. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. <clears throat> A Clearwater, Florida man was arrested on Monday after he was caught using a company credit card to purchase over $31,000 worth of scratch-off lottery tickets. Pinellas County Sheriff's Office records show that Warren Alexander Johnson, 47, has been charged with conducting a scheme to defraud between $20,000 and $50,000. Officials said that Johnson is a truck driver for All-Phase Paving, and an affidavit found that the owner of the company discovered one of the company's credit cards had several thousand dollars worth of fraudulent charges. The owner of the company told police that only three people, Johnson included, had credit cards connected to the bank account. He added that the cards were intended to only be used for work-related charges. Each right. card has a different number, so the charges could be tracked back to the employee who possessed that card. 
the owner went through the credit card statements and noticed that Johnson's card was used to charge $31,693 between several convenience stores. The owner also reviewed the tracking information for the company vehicle and determined that it went to those uh, convenience stores. And all of that uh, coordinated to the cards. So when the owner confronted Johnson, he said, yeah, I did use the card to buy lottery tickets. And a manager for one of the locations confirmed that Johnson frequently drove the work truck to the store, and he told investigators he used a credit card to purchase scratch-off tickets. I'm assuming once you get so deep, you can't stop, and you're trying to hit a winner so you can pay <laughs> yeah. that money back. Evidently, yeah, that almost didn't work like out. a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, yes. like a Ponzi scheme. That's Crazy. what he was hoping for. Crazy. Yeah, that was stupid. And, and today's moron of the day is a pair of men who don't realize how lucky they are to be going to Hawaii. This happened on a Southwest Airlines flight. It departed from Oakland, California, and was flying across the Pacific Ocean when one man slapped another man across the face, which ended with a frenzy of punches and a bunch of infuriated passengers trying to stop the mob. Here's some sound. New tonight, fists flew about an hour into a Southwest flight from Oakland, California to Kauai this morning. Passengers and flight attendants pulled the two men apart on flight 1288. I heard yelling, screaming, and punches. I turned around and saw uh, one man bleeding and then the other man being separated. Frankly, I was a little nervous because we're at 35,000 feet and you've got two guys swinging at each other. You know how you get to be the moron of the day? You get to go to Hawaii, and you can't yeah. sit still and behave yourself long enough for the plane to take you there? Shame on it's not you. The, it's not the we'll Aloha post, spirit. We'll post the fist fight up at Bob and Sherry doc, or the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. Come visit the Bob and Sherry store to find great deals down every aisle. We wish you were here to get the Book of Bob, Cooking with Cats, Bob and Cherry Grocery Totes, Phone Cases, Shirts, Night Shirts, Caricature Mugs, Scones from the Scone Goddess, Water Bottles, True Weird Stuff Merchandise, and more. We wish you were here for the time of a lifetime. The, lifetime. the Bob and Cherry Store on the shop tab at bobandcherry.com. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live, live on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page. You know, I know most of us have spent time imagining what would we do if we won the lottery or or somehow became a millionaire, okay? Yeah. But yeah. what if instead of dreaming it, the money actually landed in your account? And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about millions, but multi-quadrillions. Well, that's exactly what happened to one man who became the richest person of all time for a very brief moment before he lost it all a short while later. Chris Reynolds opened his PayPal account one day, and he found ninety-two quadrillion dollars. That was how much money was in his bank. Ninety-two quadrillion. It made him the richest man and the only quadrillionaire to walk the earth. Various news outlets that had caught wind of the event were quick to point out that at that time, the Delaware County man was a million times richer. Than the telecom mogul Carlos Slim, whose net worth was sixty-seven billion, he was a million times richer than that. Reynolds told reporters, "It's a curious thing. I don't know. Maybe someone was having fun. 
it must have been quite a shock to the system's Reynolds when he recalled that the most he had ever had through his PayPal account, PayPal account was a little over $1,000 from selling a, a BMW, some tires on a BMW. Unfortunately, all good things come to an end with PayPal quickly realizing their error and they corrected it and they apologized to Reynolds for the inconvenience that it caused. PayPal released a statement saying, this is obviously an error and we appreciate that Mr. Reynolds understood this was the case. The online payment service offered to donate a sum of money to a charity of Reynolds' choice as payment for the mishap. Can you imagine looking at your statement and seeing that? It would, I mean, you would know in your heart that you couldn't yeah. spend a nickel of it. But to yeah. just be the world's first quadrillionaire for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. Good. Yeah, that is very cool. And this is Bob and Sherry. Small Plates is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts. It is time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates. Let's find out what's going on. Usher not only had an amazing Super Bowl halftime show, he also got married. The singer and his longtime girlfriend, Jennifer, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, G-O-I-C-O-E-C-H-E-A. Jennifer tied the knot on Super Bowl Sunday in Vegas. Usher's mother was the couple's witness, according to the marriage certificate, for the ceremony that took place at the Terrace Gazebo. The couple have not confirmed that they tied the knot yet, but they're both wearing wedding rings, and there's the uh, certificate out there. That's that's pretty amazing to have that performance and then go get married. And you know what? I, I don't follow Usher like some folks do, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm saying to myself, this guy is so talented. I mean, the dancing in that performance. When I went online uh, with Facebook like a couple of hours uh, later after the Super Bowl, and I saw people knocking him. So that was <laughs> the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. I'm going, what is the matter? It may not be for you, but they they really choreographed that thing brilliantly, didn't you think? Listen, that man sang with no backing track. Those were live vocals, and he was dancing and roller skating and doing clothing changes. Um, yeah, now, I did see one of the pole dancers fall off the pole, but that's an occupational hazard, especially on a football field. That was exactly. an incredible halftime show. Yes. I tell you, yes. the roller skating thing blew me away oh. because that is not easy to do, let alone sing and hit the marks and everything. I was very impressed. Phenomenal. Eric Idle is a member of the legendary comedy team Monty Python, and he decided to go off. He said... I don't know why people always assume we're loaded. Python is a disaster. Spamalot made money 20 years ago. I have to work for my living. Not easy at this age. He is 80 years old, by the way. Idol blames Terry Gilliam and his daughter Holly for mismanaging the brand. A fan then asked if Eric had seen John Cleese, another famous member of Monty Python. If, if you've seen John Cleese lately, and he responded, I haven't seen Cleese for seven years. When somebody replied that made them sad, Eric Idle said, why? It makes me happy. Ooh. (laughs) Don't don't you always don't don't you always get sad when when people who were whether it's a rock band, comedy troupe, whatever it is, comedy show, that you find out they never really liked each other. both he, both John Cleese and Eric Idle have both become cranky old guys. 
And is that both, right? And That's what this sounds about, like. And yeah. both yeah. complained about it money because John Cleese said his last yeah. wife took all his money, so he had took to work. all his money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's not the audience's fault; it's yours. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Oh, this is kind of interesting. Twenty twenty four Disney Fairy Tale Wedding Collection has a villain theme. I didn't realize this, but every year Disney unveils its line of wedding dresses because so many people want to get married at Disney World or Disneyland, and you can do that. And so they have, you know, Disney-inspired gowns. But this year, following the anti-wedding trend, four new dresses in the Fairy Tale Weddings Collection, inspired by villains. Ursula, Maleficent, the Evil Queen, and Jafar. All of the gowns are black, and each has details that are a tip of the hat to a villain. The collection is available right now. I don't know how I'd feel walking down the aisle with the evil queen on my arm. I don't know. Pretty bad. I don't know. I feel like I missed an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, people, I guess if you just have a good sense of humor about that sort of thing, uh, it might work. And finally, John Stewart spilled why he's coming back to The Daily Show on Mondays. He said, um, they decided they felt that they didn't want me to say things that might get me trouble somewhere else. This way, I am somewhat controlled. I'm going to do there. I'm going to be there to voice things that I'm interested in and not just politics. So a lot of people excited about John Stewart coming back. He's so talented. And there it is. Small plates. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. So just a couple of minutes ago in Small Plates, Bob was talking about Usher getting married. Um, and I thought that was so romantic. It was all over the news that he and his girlfriend had gotten a marriage license on February 8th. And they got married after... What I think is a jaw-dropping halftime performance. Live mic. No backing tracks. And by no the way, he danced on that soft surface. Have you ever tried to dance on artificial, like, like grass, oh. like that? that I, thought this I was, was amazed by that. Amazing. And the, the discourse on social media was so funny because it was a bunch of millennials going... Wait a minute, I thought the halftime show was for people in middle age. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, Doc, Doc, you're a millennial. Um, did seeing yep. Usher as the halftime show, what kind of way did that make you feel? Did you feel old? Were you excited? Like, what was your, what was your take? I was excited. I didn't feel old, but I was immediately transported back to, like, the early 2000s and you know the days of hanging out at the club and all the usher songs and yeah oh. get low and all that stuff if you watch just, the nickelodeon presentation of the super bowl which should win an emmy it was so great um nickelodeon during the usher halftime show had stuff on the screen this is the song your mom was dancing to when she met your dad was <laughs> I just I couldn't believe because uh, I had my fa- I pulled up my Facebook while I'm watching the game. I just couldn't believe how many people were saying this is the worst uh, Super Bowl and definitely the worst performance I've ever seen. And I'm going, 
I'm going. The game. The game is you know half over. So there's probably a lot coming back. I got the feeling that Kansas City may come roaring back, and of course that's what happened. And it became a very good game right down to the last few seconds. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, I'm not an usher guy, but I just had to say, especially with the roller skating singing, man, you were working hard for the money, buddy. Yeah. yeah. He was incredible. And, and you know, we had talked last week about how, like, no one seemed to care about the halftime show. And Usher was like, just y'all hang tight here. I got this. And then went out there and reminded everybody why he's Usher. It was fantastic. Well, that was because of Taylor Swift, obviously. I mean, she just sucked up all of the uh, energy around <clears throat> I, beyond the can game. I tell you? Can I tell you a great tweet? Somebody tweeted. it. Um, he's called he's Usher because he's helping usher us millennials to old age. I mean, there's so much funny stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of people don't think that's funny. <laughs> Don't feel funny. <laughs> no, that's right. Anyway, pretty good, uh, pretty good performance. Pretty good performance. Here's another um, tweet that was really funny. This is so important to me. This performance, as someone who had the shirtless centerfold of Usher from Teen People magazine taped to the ceiling of her bottom bunk at summer camp. <laughs> so, that's um, funny. There's a video making the rounds that there was so much happening on that field at Usher's show. There were acrobats. It looked like Cirque du Soleil was performing, right? Uh, The Southern University marching band and the acrobats and the stilt walkers. And there's one video where Usher is just giving his all. And behind him, a pole dancer falls off the pole. It's a blink and you miss it. But I've always thought pole dancing was dangerous especially when think about it the poles at the halftime show weren't attached to the ceiling they were only attached right. to the ground yeah that's, that's right. wobbly dr seuss level stuff and i'm always amazed be- that they could find that many people who can dance like that and and rehearse them for a performance like that i mean there were scores of dancers where where do you rehearse a group like that well, this was Vegas, so if you're gonna, if you need a place with a lot of acrobats, stilt walkers, and dancers, I guess so, do yeah. worse than be rehearsing yeah, in Vegas. Right. Um, just phenomenal. All right, straight ahead, comedian Mike Gaffney. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone needs a laugh. Is sponsored by Nissan. It's time for everyone needs a laugh. Here is comedian Mike Gaffney. This is nice though. I'm getting older. It's a young guy couple of young people like you in the middle. You don't know what I'm going to talk about in a minute. You're not going to understand. I'm getting older. You'll get it. <laughs> Sorry. This happened last Tuesday. I woke up, my knee swollen. It was killing me. The whole day I spent thinking about what I possibly could have done the day before because <laughs> I am extremely inactive. So how did that happen? <laughs> Went to CVS, had to get a wrap. All the like knee wraps showed where you can still be active. Like every knee wrap was like, you can play basketball today, you can work. I'm like, I'm not gonna need that kind of wrap. Um, I'm gonna need to be able to sit and relax as I watch TV. Do you have that wrap? <laughs> I went to bed that night, woke up the next morning, my knee was fine. Like it never even hurt. My shoulder shot, couldn't even feel my shoulder. I don't know what's happening to my body. 
But as you're older, you can't run to the doctor every time something twitches. You'll be there every day. <laughs> the only time I go to the doctor nowadays is when two things are messed up at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm coughing and limping at the same time, then I go. It's like, <clears throat> why? Okay, why? <laughs> why is that moving? <laughs> I got to get that looked at. I've been going to the same, like, you know, like over my lifespan, I've gone to three different doctors. My pediatrician until I was 15. Then from 15 to 22, I was going to a doctor. Every time he would diagnose me, he would give me the same diagnosis, swollen glands, no matter what I gained it with. I'd be like, <coughs> okay, the swollen glands. I'm like, did you, I think it's pneumonia. You want to get a better look? <laughs> he was giving me a physical once. He felt right here. He was, oh, there's a swollen gland. I'm like, there? There's, there's a gland there? Okay. Last time I went to him, I had a like, knot right here, just like right here, like this weird knot in my groin. And I was 22, very scared, you know what I mean? Like, please, <laughs> get in here with, a, with some mirrors and lights and find out why that's there right now. He was like, oh, right here? Oh, it's a swollen gland. I'm like, is that the last chapter you read? <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped going to the doctor until I was in my 40s. Now my doctor's only diagnosis for me is you gotta lose weight every time. <laughs> You gotta lose weight. I'm like, are you trying to fight me? Because I will punch you in your face. <laughs> and if you check my glands, how are my glands? <laughs> well, it's just like a big giant gland. You don't even know. Why don't you read my chart? Do you even know your patients? I was out of town once, went to the, like, I had to go to one of those little, you know, those like ready med, like urgent care doctor. Not like a real doctor, it's like a strip mall doctor. <laughs> It's a pizzeria, dollar store, emergency facility, <laughs> laundry mat. I've never been there ever. I'm sitting in his office. He comes in the room. He's like, wow, you look horrible. You don't know me. <laughs> this could be my everyday face. I could be here for my ankle, you big jerk. It just made me so uncomfortable. When I got back home, I made an appointment to see my doctor. I'm like, can you do some blood work? Find out why I look so sick to strangers? <laughs> He goes, we're going to do some blood work. He goes, you also need an ultrasound. An ultrasound? How fat am I? Am I pregnant? It doesn't work like that. He sent me for an ultrasound. I was so, I don't like, here's one of my things. I don't like taking my shirt off in front of people. I'm very uncomfortable with my body. I'm fat. I'm white. I'm very shiny. I don't like it. I was just hoping there was old people, like an old doctor, but it was two beautiful girls running the machine. I had to take my shirt off, and there I am. You know what I look like? Do you ever go to a pizzeria, and you see, like, the blob of dough? <laughs> like, the big blob of dough, and then they make little balls, and they make little pizza balls? That's what I look like. I look like someone's getting ready to come in and pop out little pizza balls. <laughs> I'm just laying there, fat everywhere, just, uh. And she takes this jelly, it's like, <laughs> I felt like she was basting a turkey. <laughs> I felt so much shame that day. <laughs> Go back to my doctor. He goes, yeah, your ultrasound was fine, but you do have a fatty liver. Yep. <laughs> Why would I not? <laughs> so my body's fat, but my liver is just beautiful. Shred it. <laughs> goes to the gym every day, ripped, beautiful, beautiful ripped liver. <laughs> a week later, he calls me back. He's like, Mike, your cholesterol and sugar are very high. You gotta cut back on carbs, you gotta kinda quit candy. And he just said it, like, 
quick in. You're just like, Dad. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't tell me to get my family in. Like, or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's bring, this is some serious news I'm getting ready to drop on you. Just, you told me I can never have another, you know, peanut butter cup. You don't think my mom should be here to hold me right now? <laughs> He's like, well, I need you to quick candy. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna. So what else can I do? He said, don't you want to see your children grow up, maybe have grandchildren? I'm like, absolutely, but I also want Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> Back to the lab, invent a pill. <laughs> you think I'm quitting peanut butter cups for grandchildren? <laughs> I'm not gonna quit candy for my kids that are actually alive. Do you want me to give them up for a couple of maybe kids? <laughs> Hypothetical children? No, I don't think so. What if they're jerks? What if I don't like them? Now I have a resentment because I quit candy. It's not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I really like him. Yeah. I like his delivery. I like his pacing. Um, That is Mike Gaffney, and you can find him at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab, look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And while you're there, why don't you nominate your favorite teacher? It could be yourself because you deserve that. You deserve that recognition. We are sending a teacher a month to Margaritaville in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, courtesy of our friends at Visit Florida. But we're also awarding a teacher a week with all kinds of Bob and Sherry swag. Nominate yours right now at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. So the comedian Mike Gaffney was so funny talking about how his doctor wanted him to give up candy. Have you ever been asked by a doctor to consider giving up something that you absolutely are not interested at all in living the rest of your life without? Because I had, I went for allergy testing. This was a million years ago. And um, they test you for everything. Horses, sagebrush, pine needles, food. And I got a phone call a couple nights later from my doctor who said, you know, um, you already knew you were allergic to the cow's milk protein. You're kind of sensitive to tomatoes. Have you ever thought how much better you would feel if you stopped eating tomatoes? And I was like, actually, I'm here to assure you, giving up tomatoes will not make me feel better at all. Not only are they one of my favorite foods, but they're a key component in almost all of my favorite foods. Pizza sauce, Italian food, salsa, V8 juice, Bloody Marys. Lamar, I'm not giving up tomatoes. There's no way I would feel better about that. No, that just changes everything, especially with your background of the food that you... No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. How about you? Have you ever been told you should give something like that up that you love? Oh, I had uh, had a doctor ask me, he said, uh, do you eat any kind of red meat or any kind of brown liquor? I said, (laughs) yeah. That's what I live on. What are you talking about? I'm not giving that up because, okay, well, never mind then. I, I don't know what to tell you. No. Lamar, who who would you be without red meat and brown liquor? What stranger <laughs> would be wearing your clothes and living in your house without I'd red be seeing meat another doctor. I'd be seeing a new doctor. That's what I'd be seeing. <laughs> I mean, I can see, like, like, can we cut back? Can we have some yeah. moderation? But you want me to walk this earth for whatever time I have left? And never again eat a tomato? 
you expect this bacon eating, pork loving, bourbon swilling man? Seriously. Just realistic. give that up? Yeah. yeah, no. Surely there's a surely there's a pill with a happy song that we can do instead, right? Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Talk back time. You can hit the phone at 844-52-SHERI, or you can grab the free Bob and Sherry app in the Google Play or Apple stores. You can listen to the show and all of our podcasts and text the studio and enter contest. And there's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. Tap it and talk, and the app will do the rest. Hi, Bob and Sherry. I just heard Lamar talking about the moron in the news about the laser, the guy with the laser pointer. And it, always, it made me think of this story with my dad when I was in probably in high school. He and I went to Circuit City to go buy something. And as we were walking into the store, I said, Dad, please don't embarrass me. Because, you know, as a teenager, you're always embarrassed by your parents. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to embarrass you. So we go get what we're going to buy. And Circuit City had those little stations where you'd go. You wouldn't go to like a checkout at the front. You'd find little stations. And this guy was checking us out. My dad picked up the scanner, held it up to his eye, closed his eye and goes, my eye, my eye, I'm blinded, I'm blinded. And the guy just looked at us and was like, and I was just like, I would like to crawl into a hole now and die. Um, and that story has gone down in our family folklore of just like, yeah, like, and he even said beforehand, I will not embarrass you. That did not stop him. He still really embarrassed me. That was uh, good times. Good memories. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> you set her up. That is hysterical. I still, I, I didn't do those, anything embarrassing to my kids, I don't think, but outside of being on the radio and being Bob, but um, Mary dressed up, I've mentioned this once before. Have you ever seen those giant costumes of a, uh, of a uh, dinosaur and, mm-hmm. and you move and the head bobs? We were picking Hampton up at school and she got out dressed in that thing going, Hampton! She waited for the exact moment when he was there with about 10 of his classmates. Hampton! Hampton, where are you? And he did not crack a smile, did not look at us, got in the back of the car and just sat there with his head down. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That'll be be one of the things he remembers about his mom. You know, when he's a parent himself something. That's right. That's exactly right. right. I think we have another one. Well, good morning. I sure enjoy your show. You give me lots and lots of laughs. So hopefully I can give you one today. little help from Jimmy Buffett here on Volcano. So here we go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go when the volcano blows. <laughs> the lava, she be hot. The lava, she be fast. <laughs> the lava going to burn you if you don't move your everybody now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go when the volcano blows. Some say Yuma. That's the place to be. Lots of fun people, just like you and me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go when the volcano blows. I don't know. (laughs) I hope you enjoy it. Daniel signing out. Bye for now. I don't know. I enjoyed that very much. I don't know. <laughs> you know, oh, that's a guy you want at your party, right? You want a guy oh, like Daniel yeah. there. That he's the Heck party man. Yeah. yeah. That was excellent. I 
I loved his, and it was so random. Like, I don't know what yeah, inspired totally. that particular Buffett song, yep. but I appreciated his oh. enthusiasm. Because he's had that in his repertoire for years and years, and it's always popular. Whether he's at a bar, whether he's at, you know, a, um, a, a wedding, he, that's his thing. That's his signature. Do you have, you don't have a signature um, fun, like, karaoke song. Lamar might. Do you, Lamar? No. <laughs> no. I don't have a karaoke song at all. <laughs> I don't. I'm not allowed to sing karaoke because no. that has been classified as a hate crime, and so I have uh, no karaoke yeah. song either. Wow! Yeah. None I of have, you guys uh, have a karaoke no, no. song. None of you have a signature move. That's just no. <laughs> I I have I have never sung like in a in a club uh, with a karaoke microphone. The closest I came, Mary and I were on vacation about five years ago, I guess, uh, some resort in Mexico. And there was an Elvis impersonator. And, you know, he did not really look like Elvis. But he's he's a pretty good singer. And he's he's singing and walking. And he came right up to where I was at the table singing, I can't help falling in love and put the microphone in my face. And I just, I, I knew the <laughs> lyrics. And I, and I nailed it. And it was one of my... You had to. I had to nail it. You Everybody's looking at you. Yeah. But I wasn't as good as our friend there. Not at all. Oh, no. He's pro. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. I thought I was the only one enjoying the sexy nurse lifestyle on this show, but um, Lamar's wife, Carla, had to have her ankle worked on yesterday. So Lamar is back in sexy nurse role. Um, how's it going? And what did now that you know what it's like to have uh, Carla completely, you know, down for the count. What did you do to prepare? Like, what can the rest of us learn from this? Well, one of the things that we couldn't prepare for when she broke the ankle a few years ago was she has never walked on crutches. And so when we go and get the ankle wrapped up and everything, and uh, after the surgery, we come home, she gets we get the crutches out because they put her in a wheelchair to get out to the car. So we get the crutches out and she falls up the steps because she don't know how to operate the crutches. It didn't hurt anything, but we wound oh, no. up having to get a walker because you just think anybody and everybody knows how to go on crutches. Well, if you've never been on them, it's a little bit of a different deal. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess and that so would be the case. Knowing that this was coming. Uh, I told her, I said, all right, look, we've got the crutches. You need to practice on the crutches. <laughs> okay? She goes, well, what would that good would that do? I said, because if you learn how to walk on them now with one foot up and one foot down, when you actually have one foot you can't put any weight on, then you'll know how to do it. <sighs> Um, how did she, that go? Because that's actually really good advice. I guess she didn't want to have crutches practice. Well, she would she would walk like 10 or 15 steps and she goes, I got it. But this is a lot of trouble. I said, no, 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 no. Listen to me. I said, if you don't do this, then you're going to have to get back on the walker. She said, well, I don't want to do the walker. I said, okay, then do the crutches. But you got to practice on the crutches. And so She'd like make one lap around the living room or whatever. And she goes, ah, that's enough. I'm tired. 
no, that's not enough. <laughs> she goes, well, I'm tired of doing it. I said, well, I tell you what, don't worry about it. I'll just get the walker out. Then we get you a hairnet. You put the hairnet over the top. <laughs> she goes, I'm, <sighs> and so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know because right now she's, you know, I've been helping her. Okay. Get up and down, whatever. So I'm just waiting to see another day or two when it's, okay for her to get up and actually let the blood flow down. You know how that goes. You know how that goes. Yeah. Nothing's hurting until you put the foot down. When you put the foot down and that yeah. blood goes down there, it's yeah, all that's right. story. But yeah. here's what I told her. I said, here's what I'm going to say. I've told you this. I've gave you plenty of time to practice. If you choose not to practice, I'm not going to say I told you so, but... I'm getting you a little bell for the walker. I'm getting a bell, ding, 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 because I think you're going to be back on the walker. So, Lamar, can can I just say as a woman, um, and I'll speak for all of us, there is nothing we like better than being told, well, I'm not going to say I told you so, but. Ooh. That jumped out oh, at me, too, given hackles. the circumstances. I know. I'd be, I'd be very careful. Very. Why is she so anti-walker? I would think the walker would be a lot easier. You know, I mean, crutches are not exactly sexy. Do you hear unless, the question? Unless, unless you're a middle well, school girl, all middle school girls, <laughs> if there's somebody, if there's somebody with crutches, everybody goes to them. Allie yeah. used to tell me that. Oh, let me try those. You know, because here's why: no person, you know, you think, well, the walker may be in my future as an old lady, but that is in the future. Carla is yeah, not here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Maybe so the she crutches, needs one of those. Del, uh, yeah, deliver a different image. Yeah, she needs one yes. of those sassy scooters like Kevin has. He zooms all around the house. He told me this morning that um, he thinks there should be like competitive games for knee scooters because he likes his chances, <laughs> obstacle courses, and speed and all that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so far so good. So far so good. This is like this is better this time because before. When she was down, and she was really down because it was, you know, with the whole operation and stuff. This is just removing the, the metal and stuff out. But I was working away from home. I had to go to work every day, so I have to come drive back home a couple of times a day to fix the food. You know, now I'm here. I'm here. So much easier. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. much. Easier. I was trying to so. explain to Tony what's going on with Carla, and and the, here's how I ultimately <laughs> explained it. I'm like, remember that time she tripped over Lamar's shoes and ended up in a wheelchair. <sighs> Well, the screws they put in her ankle are now poking her through her flesh, and they had to remove them. And Tony, Tony's like, would not want to be Lamar right now. <laughs> For sure. You know, we don't have to For start sure. that sentence with tripped over Lamar's shoe. We could leave that out of the explanation. <laughs> we could leave that out Oh, no. Future, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by Avatar, The Last Airbender, on Netflix, February 22nd. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this shit. And I believe this Dating apps haven't been around all that long. So it was really about a minute ago that people would find love in other ways. And some of those ways were newspaper ads. In fact, I know a handful of couples that actually met people like in the uh, back page classifieds of like entertainment really? newspapers and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't all that long ago. So um, in honor of Love Month, um, we dug up some newspaper matchmaking ads from back in the day. This one 
was in 1936. And um, this woman is advertising for a husband. And she wrote to the newspaper and said, I'd be glad if you could put me in touch with a man aged about 50 or 60 who would like to correspond with me to a view with a view to matrimony. I'm 38, domesticated. That's good because you don't want one of those feral women that you <laughs> no, have to keep on a chain. No, no, yeah. no, no. 38, domesticated. Yeah, affectionate, a home lover, broad-minded, and have a sense of humor. I am no gold digger. I have means of my own. I also have a small house at the seaside, and I would like my future husband to be a gentleman of good standing and education. She signed her letter with, I am truly lonely. Now, that woman's that, a catch. You know what that says to me? That, that's a catch. You're exactly right. That is also a target for somebody who's a ne'er-do-well. A beach house, money of her own, domesticated. Are you kidding me? Could, couldn't you just see some guy who's a flim-flam operator? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, she's. A, yeah. I mean, she's a total catch. Totally, um, This yeah. one is from... This one is from 1920, and this man wrote a poem to try to attract love. Here we go. The poem is called The Lonely Heart. Tis but a ribbon and a faded flower, yet even now I feel those gentle hands, while those pure eyes again exert their power and wreath round my heart the magic bands. Time kills the false, but truth burns all the clearer. Time purges all the dross till one white flame shines night and day about an image dearer to one fond heart. That reverences his name. Peace, lonely heart, another heart is beating. Within another soul there dwells a sigh, and hope yearns deeply toward another meeting. Another love is born, which shall not die. Listen up, Mr. Henderson. It's 2024, and when you say, even now I feel those gentle hands, swipe, you're gone. You're out of here. <laughs> that's that's the flim-flam artist trying to get the woman with the beach house. <laughs> yeah, put them together. This is a really fun one. Um, a newspaper article written by, you're going to love it, Bridget Jones. Not as mm -hmm. in the diary, like this was the actual yeah. reporter's name. Right. Um, they, she wrote an article about a resort at Whitley Bay that had a Lonely Hearts convention. 1,000 spinsters and widows and 1,000 bachelors and widowers between the ages of 18 and 80 wow. um, paid paid to spend a meet and marry weekend at the Lonely Hearts Convention. Think about that. Like that's that's your uh that's your online dating like it was enormous. <laughs> and made yes. uh awkward. Suppose you're there and there's really I know you say a thousand, but there's really nobody that you're connecting with. I mean, do you not feel like the biggest loser in the world? How do you get out of that? Are you are you leaving the next day before everybody gets up? I don't know. That sounds really uncomfortable. Yeah, but at least you know that everybody there is interested in meeting in someone. You know, yeah, for the, that's true too. The hopes of getting married. Mm -hmm. So as much as we all complain about like dating apps, it used to be a lot harder. You used to have to buy newspaper time or fly to a Lonely Hearts convention. We'll get this we'll get this posted up on the uh, Bob and Sherry Facebook. Happy Love Month, everybody. It's Bob and Sherry. Happy Hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. 
I always see the same car about every two or three visits to my local supermarket. It's parked real close to the door for some reason. It's always somewhere within two spaces. And it's a beautiful car. It's a tomato red hardtop Mercedes sedan. And the license plate says, deserve to. And I look at it and I go, okay, you know, maybe you came from nothing. Or, you know, maybe you're a pampered prince or princess and you're kind of irritating me with the deserve to. Why do you deserve to have that red Mercedes, which I would very much like to have? And I just wonder, is that just a magnet for trouble? And so every time I see it, I say, why don't you just hang out and see who comes out? And I've yet to find the person who deserves to. But I found online a picture of a Kia with an even better license plate, vanity plate, what? neck fat. <laughs> that wins. Neck fat. Sorry, that one wins. That Nobody totally wins. Even, yeah, no one else is even close. I, you know, I would, I would, I would probably want to know who has the neck fat vanity plate more than. Uh, a plastic or they deserve to. Yeah, you know, well, driving a Kia, maybe not. Maybe not. Frug- um, a frugal I, plastic I, surgeon. I've only had one vanity plate, and it was the abbreviation of two colleges my girls were going to. I've never had one for myself, but boy, I had one picked out, and I have been not able to use it. You know what it was? What? Marconi. Marconi. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Yeah, I know. Well, neck fat, if you're out there, we love you. Got a good sense of humor. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Hey, Jack, how are you today? Oh, not bad. So what was the deal? We're talking about everybody's big moment when it was really on the line. You had to step up and get it done or at least try to. What was yours? Well, me and a couple of buddies of mine were out drinking one night, and uh, we got the bright idea to uh, check out somebody's camp down next to the lake. And, uh, well, we ended up stealing a firearm, and I ended up getting shot from it. (laughs) You who shot you, Jack? Uh, I did, surprisingly. You, you shot, shot yourself. yourself. Yes. Where did you shoot yourself, Jack? Um, just to the left of my belly button. You're lucky you didn't kill yourself. Or even worse. Yeah. Well, the ironic thing is, um, obviously I ended up in the hospital, and uh, one of my attending nurses, I started dating her. That's Jack, how you Jack, met- are, you, are you fighting your way out of a grave? Uh, it, it's, a, it's a really bad connection Jack, there. Are you telling me that's how you met your wife? Yes. Oh. That's exactly how I met my wife. Your, your, your wife was attending to you after you almost blew your you-know-what off. Yes. You must be and she one married you. special guy. You must be. Or she's a special woman. Jack, was it because you became a local celebrity after the shooting? Maybe. Uh, this was covered by the news? Yes. Yeah, it was uh yeah, it was all over the state. So Jack, you um let me make sure I understand. You were drunk 
with you his were, buddies. You were trespassing and you shot yourself with a stolen gun. Correct. And you still persuaded a nurse to marry you. Yes. You're the most amazing man we've had on the show in a long time. What did the bullet go through? What part of your body? Your stomach? Well, it went down through my stomach and then entered the top of my leg and tore all the way down through the tendon and bounced off my kneecap. Oh, a human pinball machine. Good golly. He does anything stupid from now, and she says, you're so stupid. You go, you know, hey. You, you knew, knew when I married you. You knew it. Wow. You knew what I was when you married me. Yeah, exactly. How long have you two been married now? We've been married for, it'll be a year in May. Did um, you keep any of the news reports about your uh, self-inflicted gunshot wound? No, we didn't. They're all over the internet, though. Did they you get? Are? We're going to find them yeah. and link them up. Did what you? What would we did look? You, what maybe we could play one right now? That'd be good. Oh, like TV, did you get TV news coverage? Um, yeah, we we made it on the news. So there wasn't any pictures of. We me made it on the news. That's what everybody wants to do. Did hey, you get, why don't you oh, shoot yeah. yourself in the leg? Did you get in trouble that was exactly with? Exactly how I pictured my fifteen minutes of fame. Did you get in trouble with the law for any of this? Oh yes. And you still got a nurse to marry you. Yes. What did you, what What did the law do to you? Well, uh, I did thirty days and three years probation got two years hanging over my head so if i screw it up then so this is fairly recently and when did you get married we got married last spring how's your father like you he's great he loves you what? you know jack yeah. you could have uh if you if you could have blown something else off to the right you could have blown something else off yes i am very aware of that what do you have in fact, uh, one of the other nurses took great pleasure in ripping what? out my hair while changing the dressings every day and we know hair wear um, Jack, what do you have that you were able to overcome all of these obstacles to win that nurse's heart? I really don't have a clue. What did she say when when you were first uh, being attended to by her? What, what what did you talk about? What did she ask about? Just normal stuff. How'd you we get the gunshot wound? Just yeah. normal stuff. You Breaking know. and entering. Yeah, you shooting drink all yourself, the time. Probation. Your yeah. <laughs> there's the nothing news. normal yeah. about this so yeah. far. She did leave me a note that said, uh... I can't remember exactly what it said, but when I was getting discharged and she knew that I wasn't going to be back in there, that um, if I wanted to uh, email her and, I'm paraphrasing, stop randomly shooting myself, <laughs> basically grow up and to give her a ring. Did you have to go from the hospital to jail? Uh, no, I went home for a while. And then you had to go and to jail? Then you went to jail. Yeah. So you were dating by the time you went to jail. Did she come visit you in jail? Yes. Well, Jack, let me tell you something. That's a good woman. Hey, in jail, yeah. you know what I would do if I were you, Jack? I would have told the other cons... I'm in here and I got shot. I just dropped it at that. Yeah, you know but what don't I mean? tell them you did have it some, yourself. Have some street cred. Yeah. Did you do yeah. that? Did you do that? A little. A little. But by this point, he was all over the news. They all knew. Oh, yeah. Shot himself. This guy, this guy has a woman. Yeah, I know. Almost blew his you-know-what up. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Jerry, this is right up your alley. It's the first thing I thought of when I read this. The recently discovered super Earth, could it have the potential, the temperature, the conditions to sustain light? It's fairly close to us. It's only 137 light years away. It orbits within a habitable zone, according to NASA. Uh, it's about one and a half times the width of Earth and it orbits a small reddish star. The same system also might harbor a second Earth-sized planet, which, if confirmed, would become the smallest habitable zone planet discovered uh, by the satellite that we've got out there so far. 
So I don't know. What do you think? I think it's a really exciting find um, for a couple of reasons. One, um, because it it's Earth-like, so in theory, then it could support life. Now, it's very close because we say, oh, it's only 137 light years away. But do you know how far a light year is in distance? I know, and Max knows, because we did a True Weird Stuff episode where we broke down like what it means when we talk about light years. Get ready, Lamar. One light, year, yeah. one light year is equal to six trillion miles. Whoa! And that's the problem of interstellar, interstellar travel as we currently understand the physics. But 137 oh. light years, that's practically next door in, in um, space terms. So yeah. it is pretty yeah. exciting. Now, the, of course, the problem with 137 light years is we ain't going to visit. And even if we beamed um, some sort of radio communication and something intelligent on the other end responded, none of us will be here to see that happen. That's how much those distances are. Isn't that, doesn't that the just give you the wah-wahs? You know, like, the Whoa. idea that we're even talking about this because we've got something out there exploring. So that, yeah, that kind of distance, that kind of, that, the kind of technology, it, it drives me nuts. I mean, it really does. The cool part, one of the coolest things was I thought that the way that it orbits, the, the red dwarf star that it orbits, a our Earth, you know, like our Earth sun, it, a year for that planet is equal to 19 Earth days because it's so you know, such a small Ooh. orbit. That would, can you imagine? Like that, okay, so that's like, that's like another thing when we, because of the way we understand time, you know, it only goes in one oh, direction yeah. forward. Yeah. And our understanding of what a day is, what a year is, is all based entirely on the amount of time it takes us to get around the sun. But Max and I were just talking the other day about this. Um, it's classified as an asteroid out beyond Pluto, but it's in a it's in a solar orbit. So it's not an asteroid that's like rocketing through space waiting for Ben Affleck to fend it off. It's an asteroid in an orbit around the sun. And it's just past Pluto. It's called Proserpine. And it takes 4.33 years to get around the sun. So imagine if a year, how weird it would be to have a year be 19 days or a yeah. year be nearly four and a half years. Like we are just such small simple yeah. creatures aren't we just yeah. so hard to wrap our heads around this kind of stuff hey i bet you're really rethinking that leaving budweiser situation <laughs> right now, <Mark. laughs> yeah listen listen i can honestly say i was there for 37 years we never discussed something like that <laughs> We never we should we should um have you join me and Max on one of our true weird recording days because you would leave sweating and shaking. Oh god. <laughs> so the stuff that we talk about. You know this is crazy. Can, this is crazy. So we thought we were doing pretty good with the Kepler telescope and then we were like, "Yes, sir, the Hubble telescope." But the James Webb Space Telescope, it is showing us 
it's showing us things that like put you on your knees like you cannot believe the birth of stars and there was um an image that i saw because i follow nasa and on their social media and they they publish a lot of um to their socials they publish a lot of incredible photos from the james webb telescope uh, we just recently discovered like an enormous um ner- star nursery lamar stars being birthed and spewing in a plume into the universe <laughs> like and this is the sort of stuff it makes some people freak out because they're like oh stop i believe in god well then you should definitely see this because <laughs> god is amazing yeah. like yeah if you thought if yeah. you thought god if you thought god was the shiz for a sunset on Earth? <laughs> Wait till yeah. you see these star nurseries birthing oh, out stars oh, into the universe. This, listen, we're certainly not his finest work. I mean, <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> Thank God! Thank God! I hope not. I hope not. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, hey, Lamar, um, I want you to join me and Max in a couple of days when we talk about reincarnation. I think you're really going to have a good time. Oh, yeah, that's one of my best ones. (laughs) Woo! It's Bob and Sherry. It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. So can we talk for just a minute about American Nightmare on Netflix now that um, we've seen it? Bob had to leave early today to take Finn for an appointment, and Bob hasn't watched it yet. You'll know when Bob watches it because he'll ruin the ending for you. I can <laughs> you. We'll do our best to, to prevent that. Else. It is. Yeah, it we'll, is. Oh my god. We'll do our best to prevent that. So, I have. So, so it's a three-part documentary on Netflix, um, and it's an easy watch because it's only three parts. I know we've all gotten yeah. to the point where we're like, "Oh my god, fifteen episodes! I don't think I can yeah. commit." But three and. You'll watch it in one sitting. It's just unbelievable. Um, it's in some ways a beautiful love story. And in other ways, it's a shocking true crime thriller, thriller and a scathing indictment of law enforcement. Um, I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a story quite like it. And in the beginning... When you meet Aaron, the the male protagonist of this true story, he's you really like him. He's a sweet guy, a little bit goofy, yeah. almost. You know, yeah. right? You're like, this yeah. is a sweet guy, but then you're like, this guy. What did this guy do? And then you end with your heart kind of broken for him because oh, yeah. the sweetness that you see in the beginning, you realize that you mistook bewildered pain for goofiness the man it was like he got hit with a bewildering pain stick and never really fully recovered if this was a fictional show if this was a fictional story you would go oh please it's ridiculous it it would seem to be a little hard to believe but the story that he told about the events that transpired the night this story began are so outrageous and so fantastic, you have to say to yourself, what what kind of person makes up some kind of clap like this? The the first 30 minutes, you would think it's a moron in the news. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, because it it, it just makes no sense. But he is so 
I don't know. What do you? I mean, he's just he's just telling his story. He's telling his story, as, and he's wanting to cooperate. He's wanting to, you know, but he starts well, that, to look a little weird. The thing that the thing that I can tell you, because I don't want to spoil one no. second of this, but here's something I can tell you, because it's probably in the blurbs or the trailer. Um, the Aaron claims that he was made to drink. NyQuil spiked with diazepam, which is like Valium, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyone that's had even a cap full of NyQuil knows, oh God, my God, what happens if you add Valium to that? Like, I may never yeah, come to I love again. That stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so the cops don't want to believe him. Neighbors, friends, coworkers don't want to believe him. But if I made you drink like three times the NyQuil dosage with some Valium mixed up in it, See you later, right? Like, how many hours would you be out for? You well, would see, be the completely incoherent. The nine one one call. When you listen to it, he does sound. It's unemotional, but it's not unemotional. He's still groggy. He has just woke up from the Nyquil and the and the drug. I mean, or did he? So it's not like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and if you think about it. The first impression from the police, as the story keeps getting weirder and weirder, finally they go, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? And I was sort of thinking the same thing. Um, This story is full of the most depressing darkness, Mm. the most horrific Mm. darkness you can imagine. And then um, it also has in it an incredible light as well. It, It is one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. I mean, and for it to be true. The three the three parts are all so different. It's a roller coaster ride. I mean, it is literally you your thought process changes two or three different times do, doing this whole thing. Does it not? I mean, yeah. you you're, you don't know which way to go. Yeah. So yeah, the one thing are crazy. one thing that I've been thinking a lot about. Tell me what you think about this. So we have an entire genre of entertainment in our culture that's based on true crime, like television, podcasts, books, magazines, movies. But there are whole TV channels devoted to tragedy, murder, and mayhem, (laughs) right? The ID ID channel. The ID discovery, yeah. Sherry, all I can say is thank God. Yeah, I mean, we're, (laughs) we're big time fans of it, right? But when you consume endless hours of Snapped and Dateline and 48 Hours and American Green and all of this other stuff. Wives with knives. I like wives wives with with knives. knives. Yeah. (laughs) 2020. You consume hour after hour after hour of that. And even if you're trying very hard not to, you develop expectations for how people who have been involved in a crime should behave. And then when yes. a person doesn't follow the script, you're like, yeah, you probably did it. You're not even like even upset. You're not. Look at how flat you are. Look at how emotionless you are. And what we forget is that real people are not trained actors. No. Like you don't know how you would act if these things happen to you. But we make these snap judgments. And in the beginning of American Nightmare, you will be making some snap judgments. Yes, 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 yes. And you might be and right. You, 
you might be wrong. I'm not going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the weird part. We have to break. We're, okay. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Well, no, we, that's okay. Real quick, tell us the weird tell part. The weird Don't part. leave us hanging. Real quick. The, the weird part is when you watch the cops on these kind of shows, you're expecting them to be the cat, the cat daddy cops you see on a fictional TV. They're not. Uh-uh. They're just guys. They're just guys yep. trying to make a decision. Yep, they're not, and they get it wrong sometimes. They get it wrong a lot of the times. It's Bob and Sherry. It's Love Month on Bob and Sherry. That's true, but even so, some of us are blue. Bob and Sherry have a way to take the blues away with a celebration just for you. It's a box with socks that are cozy. They're sure to warm up your teeny little toesies. A mask that will calm and moisturize your skin. And the Bob and Sherry swag you've been dying to win. We also include some scone goddess scones, which will take the sting out of being alone. We've included delicious Maynitems, those cute little candies. With your free Netflix gift card, you'll definitely want them handy. It's a me party from the Scone Goddess, Maynitems, and the Bob and Sherry Show. We're picking a winner every day, so come on, don't be slow. You can register now for the Bob and Sherry Me Party package on the contest page at bobandsherry.com. Happy Hour, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. This is a public service announcement. Today is one of the most dangerous days of the whole year. And I know you're thinking, February 15th? What happens? It was just Valentine's Day. Listen to me. I need you to be on your guard today. I need you to be watching your back. Try not to leave the house. And if you do leave the house, do not go to a CVS or a Walgreens because they're going to have the Valentine's Day candy at 70% off. And none of us are strong enough. That bag of heart-shaped Reese's peanut butter cups that was $7.99 24 hours ago, you're going to be able to get it for like maybe $2.00. And it's going to be so cheap that you're going to get like four bags. You're going to say to yourself, these will last me forever. Those are going to last you till Sunday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ask me how I know. I went to the grocery store last month and they had bags of Christmas themed Hershey's Kisses. Bags that were originally like eight or nine dollars. 99 cents a bag I was like I bet you could freeze these and I could bake with them or I could get them home and hamster pouch them into my giant face (laughs) it is dangerous fruit you can't you just can't today today is a day that you must stay out of CVS and Walgreens (laughs) I tell you that we I, I, as a kid, I loved Whitman Samplers. And I know it's not the best chocolate in the world, but I loved that. And they had it on sale after Christmas. And, you know, I give up sugar. And it was so yeah. dirt cheap. But I went, had to. I'll be in a sugar coma if I do this. I oh, can't yeah. do this. It reminded me of that time that I was flying transatlantic and I got bumped to first class. And it was unlimited liquor. And I was like, I guess I picked up the wrong week to quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but... But then, dear reader, he did it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Be strong today. Be strong. It's Bob and Sherry. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.